October 17th. And now as we begin to look into the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. What is the most uh, vital ministry of the local church? Well, according to Paul, it is prayer. Prayer moves the hand that governs the world. We must pray for government leaders, that the doors of ministry will be kept open and souls will be won to Christ. Because God's people do not pray for people in authority, wars close mission fields, officials do not grant needed uh, visas, and the work of the Lord suffers. It was uh, Vance Havner who wrote, A good woman is the best thing on earth. Women were last at the cross and first at the open tomb. The church owes a debt to her faithful women which she can never estimate, to say nothing of the debt we owe in our homes to godly wives and mothers. Paul reminds Christian men that Christian women are important to the Lord and to the work of the church. The gospel brought freedom to women in the Roman Empire, but some of them did not know how to handle it and went to extremes asserting their liberty, hence the reminder about the spiritual leadership of the men in the church. Modesty, true spiritual beauty, godliness, and good works. These will characterize the woman God blesses. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 17th, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. I, Paul, urge you, Timothy, first of all, to pray for all people. As you make your requests, Plead for God's mercy upon them and give thanks. Pray this way for kings and all others who are in authority, so that we can live in peace and quietness, in godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, for He wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and people, He is the man, Christ Jesus. He gave His life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message that God gave to the world at the proper time. And I have been chosen. This is the absolute truth. As a preacher and apostle, to teach the Gentiles about faith and truth. So, wherever you assemble, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God free from anger and controversy. And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. Women should listen and learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first, and afterward he made Eve. And it was the woman, not Adam, who was deceived by Satan, and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing and by continuing to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. If we don't understand what love actually is, and if our understanding of love 
it doesn't have some depth and some root and an anchor to it, when we begin to talk about God's love for us, we can't frame it up. Like it won't feel as spectacular as it is because we'll feel like we've got to measure up and we feel like we've got to do everything right in order for God to love us. That we are loved as long as we can perform accordingly. But that's not love as the Bible teaches it. I am well aware that out before me now are people who are struggling in one area of life or another. There are addictions in this place. There are fears in this place. There are people struggling with depression in this place. And there are those who are on and on and on and on. I could go here. And so God, in his leaning in, meeting us where we are, right in the middle of our junk, sends Christ to be the righteousness that we would need. Listen, your righteousness, you at your best, is never going to be adequate to cancel the record of debt. You're never going to be good enough to save yourself. Look at me. You're never going to be good enough to save yourself, ever. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Now, I'm just going to stop there. For God so loved the world, as in there was a volume of love that God had for the world that he's expressing in this text. It wasn't a little bit of love. He so loved that he gave his only son, his only begotten son. So um, now what you have here is the love of God initiating towards us. Now again, this whole thing is spectacular. For God so loved the world that he moved towards those on earth, that he moved towards us. My favorite thing about Good Friday is that God publicly efficiently and for all time outed me he just completely outed me and now that outing has set me free and and here's what i mean by that god publicly acknowledges that matt chandler is going to need a savior he's going to fall short he's going to be far from perfect he's going to need me i don't have to be more than i am and just go you know what? sometimes i still doubt sometimes i rest i've got to preach the gospel to myself a lot it's still at times hard for me to believe that god loves me like i am i see i still keep thinking he's going to love some future version of me better than the one right now jesus set me free from all of that god said i'm just gonna let you know everyone's a bum bam right there good friday now be honest because i've outed you don't pretend because i've already decreed and declared and let people know everyone's broken look what i had to do And that's why we call Good Friday, Good Friday, because on it, we are outed and our sins are absorbed in the cross of Christ. And so here we are, brothers and sisters, loved by God, God leaning into us, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Psalm 87, verses 1 through 7. The earthly Mount Zion is a figure of the heavenly Zion, the city of God and God's redeemed people. As you ponder this psalm, take some inventory of your spiritual life. On what are you building? Are you building your life on God's foundation? Salvation is of the Jews, where God's gracious work in this world came through Israel. Your Bible is a Jewish book, and the Savior came from the tribe of Judah. When the church was born, 
the Holy Spirit came on Jewish believers in the temple in Jerusalem. To obey Him is to build on an unfailing foundation. Where is your citizenship? Well, some people like to boast about the, the place of their birth, but the once-born do not have the blessings of the twice-born. You see, through faith in Christ, God's children are enrolled in the heavenly Zion and will live with the Father forever. And uh, finally, uh, this question, what are your joys? Jerusalem is one of the few ancient cities that is not built by a river. The psalmist found all his joys in Jerusalem, and he wanted nothing more. By faith, you can drink of the river of his pleasures and be satisfied. Psalm 87, verses 1 through 7. A Psalm of the Descendants of Korah, a song. On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem more than any other city in Israel. O city of God, what glorious things are said of you! I will record Egypt and Babylon among those who know me, also Philistia and Tyre, and even distant Ethiopia. They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. And it will be said of Jerusalem, Everyone has become a citizen here. And the Most High will personally bless this city. When the Lord registers the nations, He will say, This one has become a citizen of Jerusalem. At all the festivals, the people will sing, The source of my life is in Jerusalem. Proverbs 25, verses 18 and 19 Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Putting confidence in an unreliable person is like chewing with a toothache or walking on a broken foot.